0: Osber, who lived in the first half of the 9th century, was the mother of one of the early medieval period's most famous rulers, King Alfred of Wessex. Often known as Alfred the Great, her son is well known for fighting against Viking invaders. Osber was married to Alfred's father King Athelwolf, and it's assumed that she was also mother to his siblings, making her the mother of four successive West Saxon kings. Despite being married to a king and bearing his royal children, it is perhaps surprising that Osber herself had no role in rulership, nor was she ever considered a queen. Her life is not well documented. She is only mentioned in a single surviving early medieval source. With so little source material on Osber, telling her life story is not possible, but we can create some of her biography with the information that survives. The one surviving source that tells us about Osber is actually a biography of her son Alfred, written by a Welsh monk named Asser at his court in 893, four decades after Osber's likely date of death. In this source, what we have is a snapshot of Osber from the perspective of someone who did not know her, but whose purpose in writing was to aggrandise her son. From Asser's life of King Alfred, we know that it was not the practice in the West Saxon court to allow a queen to sit beside the king, or allow her to be called queen. Instead, she must be called king's wife. This might explain why Osber is not mentioned in any other sources. Asser tells us that this is because of the stigma that one particular tyrannical queen of Wessex called Iadbur had brought upon the role a century ago after she poisoned her husband and committed all sorts of debauchery. Despite this, Asser himself certainly thinks this custom for kings to have low-status wives is conspicuous, and he calls it detestable. Asser briefly discusses Osber directly, twice. His first mention of her occurs in a section about Alfred's family background. Asser writes in his Life of King Alfred that, quote, Concerning his mother's family, Alfred's mother was called Osber, a most religious woman, noble in character and noble by birth. She was the daughter of Oslac, King Athelwulf's famous butler. Oslac was a Goth by race, for he was descended from the Goths and Jutes, and in particular from the line of Stuff and Witgar, two brothers, indeed chieftains. Who, having received authority over the Isle of Wight from their uncle, King Curdic, and from Kinrick his son, their cousin, killed the few British inhabitants of the island whom they could find on it. End quote. Aside from calling Osber religious and noble, descriptors that might well reflect what Alfred said of his mother, there is little here in Assa's writing that speaks to her actual life or character, concentrating instead on her genealogy. Royal genealogies are not uncommon in early English sources, but maternal genealogies are rare. In fact, Osborne's is the most detailed woman's genealogy in any surviving source. Historian Alex Traves has argued recently that the inclusion of such a detailed snapshot of Osborne's ancestry does not necessarily reflect her importance as an individual. It was included because emphasizing her heritage helped secure alfred's rulership over areas that had recently been subsumed into his kingdom most notably the isle of wight so while we can view this anecdote as an acknowledgement of the importance of alfred's maternal family we must also view it as a calculated appeal to alfred's ancestral right to rule over certain areas The other mention of Osber in Asser's Life of King Alfred is a much more personal story. Asser tells us that, quote, one day when his mother was showing him and his brothers a book of English poetry which she held in her hand, she said, I shall give this book to whichever one of you can learn it the fastest. Spurred on by these words, or rather, by divine inspiration, and attracted by the beauty of the initial letter in the book, Alfred spoke as follows in reply to his mother, forestalling his brothers ahead in years, though not in ability. Will you really give this book to the one of us who can understand it the soonest and recite it to you? Whereupon smiling with pleasure, she reassured him saying, yes, I will. He immediately took the book from her hand, went to his teacher and learnt it. When it was learnt, he took it back to his mother and recited it. End quote. This story paints the picture of a tender scene from Alfred's childhood, in which Osbour is reading a book to her children and encouraging them to learn to read. But again, the main purpose of this anecdote is probably not to reveal much about Osborne herself, but to show how gifted Alfred was in learning, even in his very early life, and especially compared to his brothers. It is intended to foreshadow King Alfred's later interests in a revival of education and vernacular literature, However, what this also shows is that Osber herself was likely an educated woman, and that royal mothers would have had a personal role in the education of their children. Whether or not this story is true, it is interesting that Asa thought it most appropriate to use a personal maternal moment of a young boy relating to his mother to illustrate the intellect of the king. This is unfortunately the extensive source material that mentions Osber directly. She attested no charters, none of her letters survive, and she does not appear in contemporary annals such as those of the Anglo-Saxon Chronicles. Everything about her life must be surmised using information about the people around her. We know from Atta that Osber was Alfred's mother, and as no record survives of King Athelwolf having a wife before her, we might assume that she was the mother of Alfred's older siblings. He had at least four brothers and one sister. From this, we can calculate some rough dates for milestones in Osber’s life. In 839, when Athelwulf became king, his eldest son Athelstan became sub-king of Kent. If we assume he was at least 15 when he became sub-king, that puts Osbert and Athelwulf's marriage to before 824. This means that she was already of child-bearing age when they married and still of child-bearing age when Alfred was born in around 849. Taking these approximations into account, she could feasibly have been aged 15 in 824 and aged 40 in 849, which would mean that she was born around 809. We must remember that this dating is only a possibility, and his reliance on her being mother to all of Alfred's siblings, which is not a certain fact. Her death date also has to be worked out from historical context. From Asser's life of King Alfred, we know that Osber was still alive during Alfred's early childhood in the 850s. But King Applewolf married his second wife, Judith, a 12-year-old Carolingian princess, in 856. Judith's marriage to Athelwulf was performed during a religious ceremony written by Hincmar, the Archbishop of Rance. Given Hincmar's very strict views on remarriage, we can be certain Osborne was dead by this point. It is worth noting that during this ceremony, Judith was crowned and anointed the Queen of Wessex due to her illustrious family, breaking West Saxon custom by receiving an honour her Osborne never enjoyed even in spite of her own noble ancestry. So here we have a possible outline of Osber's life, but nothing more. She was born into a noble family, married a king, bore his royal children, taught them to read, and died in her forties when her youngest was still a young boy. She would never know that her husband went on to marry a twelve-year-old princess and give her the honour that he never allowed his first wife, perhaps for the best. It is only because of Asser, writing decades later, perhaps acting on the wishes of Alfred himself, that Osber's name was ever entered into the historical record, along with something about her noble background and a touching personal story.